Welcome to Al Dente, the podcast for Adelaide University dental students hosted by dental students. We begin by acknowledging that this podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Ghana people, and we pay respects to elders past and present and future. Hi, I'm Valerie Young, a third year dental student, and I'm lucky to be hosting the fifth season of Al Dente, from being on the general committee last year to taking on from Ella. This episode, I'm joined by my lovely general committee, Jessica Sear and Catherine Jao. So are you guys excited to be on the podcast? Yes, we are. Yeah, we're definitely excited. So continuing on from Ella in 2023, let's start off with a media recommendation from each of you today. What is something that you would recommend, dental or not, that you have for the listeners? It could be a podcast that you've listened to, a book you've read, a show you've enjoyed. So Jessica, did you want to start off? Well, I recently started reading a book called The Courage to be Disliked Again. I read this last year and I'm reading it again this holidays. I think this book is particularly good for listeners who wants to motivate a self-change as it also helped me a lot. Yeah, that's great timing for the New Year's resolutions for our listeners tuning in today. Uh, what about you, Catherine? So mine is kind of trivial compared to Jessica's. But I, like everyone, just recently watched The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is the prequel to the Hunger Games saga. And I liked it so much that I'm now reading the book and I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm only halfway through, but it's really good. So what about you, Valerie? So I, myself, over the holidays, have been watching a lot of JJK. So it's called Jujutsu Kaisen. It's an anime that a few of my dental friends actually recommended. And it's just been really fun to watch because I just finished another anime, which some people may know, um, as Attack on Titan, which had its very final finale. Started watching that like 10 years ago, and it's finally come to an end. Okay, thanks guys. So now let's start off with personal questions and then we're going to get into questions related to the AUDSS um, and then after talking about how you guys found dentistry as well. So starting off with the personal questions, what got you guys into dentistry and what were your particular inspirations, motivations? Well, for me, my interest for dentistry actually started in high school. There was a phase where I wasn't sure what career I would be choosing. And by the time I got to doing my research project, I was actually lucky enough by my teacher to do a research project on dentistry, um, particularly special needs dentistry. So this was the first time I was able to talk to a lot of dentists and explore deeper into the field. I think this was a really good opportunity for me to really explore the field and gain a big interest. And then I did a work experience at my dentist as well. And just by observing a lot of complex procedures my dentist did, as well as the patient interactions he was having, yeah, this was a good opportunity for me to spark my interest. Mm. Yeah, cool. What about you, Catherine? Um, I feel like my story is a bit different because like Jessica, I also didn't know which path I wanted to take. And my passion for dentistry wasn't really something I had from the beginning. I think after I got my offer and I started dental school, that's when my interest in dentistry like grew. Um, but I think dentistry as a career always has positives, like the hands-on aspect that you are exposed to from day one in dental school. Um, is really good. I like that part as well as like work-life balance is like a huge thing for me which can be achieved with a career in dentistry 
where you can both meet your career goals and your personal goals. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so nice to hear that we have people from both sides of the spectrum, like um, people like Jessica who kind of knew from the get-go that they love dentistry, they want to get in, and then people like Catherine who like get into dentistry, don't really know if it's the right degree for them, but end up loving the career itself. Yeah. So yeah, so motivating to hear that. So what about you, Valerie, now that you're in third year? What was the beginning like? Yeah, so I actually did not imagine myself to be in a medical, let alone dental career at all. Um, so I started off doing a lot of debating in high school. So mum was like, okay, she'll be doing something in law. So that was what I was working towards the whole time. But the thing is, the thing with debating is that you actually have to show your mouth to everyone while you're speaking, but I had really messed up teeth. So I'm not sure if you guys can see uh, with your tooth ID. Um, <laughs> But I actually have a deciduous tooth and then I have a crown. Oh. I just have a lot of random stuff going on in my mouth. And a lot of this was fixed with uh, orthodontics. So my orthodontist really helped me a lot. And then I was like, this is kind of cool. And then my impression of like lawyers started to like kind of disintegrate as well because my cousins were doing law and they all had to like go to work till 4 a.m. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is not the best yeah. work-life balance. So I kind of did the same thing as you guys, looked into dentistry, started shadowing dentists and really found the joy of doing it. So yeah, glad to be here today and hopefully I'll stay. Um, cool, so I'm uh, moving on to the next question. Um, so what has your highlight of BDS been so far? For me, I think because especially at Adelaide Uni, you get an opportunity to see the same people every day. I think this provided me with a lot of chances to make new friends and tight friendships that you can making friends that you can have fun throughout the year with as well as struggle through the exam period with i think this was pretty fun also with sim clinic and clinic because they provided us with a very early on clinical exposure this was a cool experience to have coming into first year yeah. how about you valerie so for myself, since I've gone through second year, uh, the highlight was basically the last four weeks of clinic, because I'm not sure if you guys know yet, but we actually get to inject each other with LA. So that's local anesthetic. So that's when I realized, wow, I'm actually doing something invasive. Like it could cause someone to bleed. It could cause like pretty bad paralysis and like numbness and all of that. So I really felt like I was doing something, not just in sim clinic working on the mannequins that we do every day. Um, not every day, but three times a week in second year. Uh, so yeah, that was very fun. I got an ulcer though, and my tissues ballooned a lot. It was quite painful, oh, but no. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, look forward to that, guys. Definitely something we're scared about. Yeah, but 100%. Also excited. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, even if you do mess up, it's such like a comforting learning environment. And it's actually good because if you do mess up on a patient, which is always inevitable, you can always relate to them and say, oh, my friend did this on me last year. I understand what you're going through. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's a great opportunity for empathy. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Catherine? What was your highlight? Um, I'd say in general would be the um, events throughout the year held by the AEDSS. I think it's a really great way to see your classmates outside of like a learning environment and also getting to know that other people in upper year levels and other cohorts are really good. For example, like traffic light in general is really fun, like at the beginning of the year. Um, but yeah, also like getting to meet everyone in your cohort since because Adelaide Uni has um, a really big diversity within the cohort. Like a lot of people from international 
background and interstate. Like Jessica and I are locals, so finding and talking to like other people is really cool. And yeah, also finding a good group of friends was a highlight. So we've talked about the positives of BDS and now we can talk about the negatives. So what was the hardest part of first year, Catherine? Um, I think definitely was adjustment. Adjusting to the workload, expectations, a different course structure, I think was really difficult because I was in another university degree before getting into dentistry and that was set out really different compared to dentistry. So I guess in the beginning, just adapting to everything was quite hard. But once that's done, it's pretty okay as, as long as you have people that you can rely on. Yeah, if you don't mind me asking, what did you do before dentistry? Um, so I did two years of health and medical science at Adelaide Uni. Yeah, it was like a research-based um, degree. Yeah. yeah, that would come in handy if you want to do mm. research later on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What did you find hard for first year, Jessica? I think I can relate to what Catherine said because I was also in another degree before coming into BDS and because BDS is integrated with no separate subjects, I think definitely adjusting to the course Mm -hmm. was a big part and dealing with stress and anxiety effectively was something I found pretty difficult coming Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. But with a good work-life balance, social life balance, I think this was something that I was able to overcome, but I'm still working on it. Yeah, it's definitely a continuous journey. Um, what did you study before dent? I studied uh, medical radiation, so it's working with x-rays, mm. and you can also specialise in ultrasound, CT. It was a pretty cool degree. Yeah, it's so nice to hear that you guys have done health-related degrees before this. Yeah. And you kind of just went like, oh, maybe teeth are the right thing for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for myself, I actually found second year quite a bit harder than first year because of the longer hours. So you guys have to get ready for that. But in terms of difficulty, like academic challenge, all of that, it wasn't a huge step up from first year. I'm not going to lie, first year's um, content was actually quite difficult because they kind of condense everything you do in year 12 year 11 biology and chemistry into like four weeks and then they make you sit a test for it so yeah it's pretty intense but it's a good way to kind of get a gist of how dentistry is always going to keep you on your toes um and that's kind of what i found in second year with like the extended night clinic hours and sim clinic three times a week um but it's very good in preparation for us to see actual patients next year yeah So, um, since you guys have kind of talked about your background before getting into dentistry, other than doing dentistry, what would you have done instead? Would you like to start us off, Catherine? Um, So this is really random, but I've always had like a passion for history and like learning about history. I did it in high school and I actually did an elective in my old degree. Um, So maybe a historian. would have been my other career path very different to where I am now but yeah what about you Jessica for me since I was young I always had an interest in becoming a primary school teacher because I love working with children and I found myself really liking teaching other people as well so yeah I think primary school teacher would have been a cool job to have yeah what a wide range for myself 
Okay, so when I was a kid, I saw Obama on the television, <laughs> and I thought that was so cool. Like he was just preaching to everyone,、mm. like, "Oh, I'm gonna do so many great things for the U.S." So that would have been a very fun career. Definitely not, not practical, but yeah, <laughs> like being the president. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've got a historian, a primary school teacher, and a president.、Um, <laughs> so. Thanks for answering that, guys.、Um, let's move on to questions relating to the AUDSS, which you guys are going to be part of for the first time this year. So, congrats first of all on joining the committee.、Uh, welcome to the club. So, what are you guys most excited for? So, I think、um, promoting and the marketing for publications, which is our committee,、um, that includes probably like sprucing up the magazine and podcasts and maybe potential TikToks as well.、Mm-hmm. So, keep an eye out for that. Yeah. What about you, Jessica? For me, I agree with Catherine. And on the top of that, I think the publications committee would give me a really big chance to learn about editing, podcasts, recording, as well as designing magazines and、um, making productions for the students. So, I'm really excited to carry these roles out and also learn a lot of skills this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for promoting the publications portfolio, guys. Yeah, there's so many skills that you can learn from doing publications. Cause、uh, I know you guys like were interested in doing student affairs as well.、Um, so for all the listeners tuning in today, there are many different portfolios within the AUDSS, so the Dental Student Society,、um, and the one that we're part of and in charge of the podcast is the Publications Committee. So、um, you guys wanted to do student affairs. So student affairs is one that focuses on doing guilds. So that's group and individual learning, where you do tutorials for the year group below as they prepare for exams. So that's really great.、Um, and there's also other ones that are more creative, like marketing, where you get to design merchandise. So also you can do sponsorships. So talking to sponsors who will support our episodes, like the ones right now.、Um, so for publications, it's kind of a hybrid between all of them because you get to do creative stuff. Like the podcasts and magazines, like you said, but you also get to talk to other students who we might get on the podcasts or get into the TikToks that Catherine mentioned. So yeah, very exciting.、Um, so for both of you, what are some new things that are you look、uh, that you're looking to bring to the committee? I think mainly just continuing like the amazing work that Ella has done the year before, but also adding our personal twist on things.、Um, I think is what we're focusing on. Yeah, definitely bringing new and fun content for the students and the public、um, would be fun throughout this year.、Mm, yeah, it's good that you guys mentioned that because、uh, during our meeting、um, for our listeners tuning in today, we actually talked about the different guests that we could bring on. So. Our potential classmates, our friends,、um, and also a lot of people、um, from the public. So we could get like rural dentists, and also we could get、uh, like even our own professors to come in and talk about who they are and what they do, and really get to know them a bit better. Now we're gonna get into the nitty gritty of dental school and talk about studying. So, which topic did you guys find the most difficult in the first year? For me. The topic I found the most difficult was first semester action potentials.、Um, usually, when I study my notes, I am able to kind of understand the concept. But this topic took me quite a few tries to like study over and over again until I was able to finally grasp the topic. 
How about you, Catherine? For me, it was definitely metabolism that you learn at the end of second semester, or at least for us. Um, well, I think it's because I really, for one, just hate biochemistry because it just like does not make sense to me for some reason. And I feel like the lectures feel like they're taking forever and it's like afterwards you're like, oh, what even happens? So you have to go back to your notes. And it's just like, it's really hard to grasp if you don't have like a strong background in biology and chemistry. Um, and on top of that, it's released at the end of the year when you have heaps of assignments and during exam season. So it's hard to dedicate a lot of time to it. Yeah, that was really difficult for me. Mm, yeah. For second year topics, I reckon the hardest that most people would say is embryology because it's such a huge two dental topic. So it's like a lot about like the fetus and how it grows and other branchial arches. You guys will get into this next year. Uh, it's taught by Dr. Hughes, who is so passionate for genetics, as you guys um, might have seen in first year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a really hard topic to teach. And credits to Dr. Hughes for uh, putting in so much effort to teach us that. But I reckon like Embryology wasn't the most difficult. I think the most difficult for myself was probably oral path. So that's oral pathology because I don't have too much experience in looking at like histological samples and all of that. But with a lot of the content that you do, you have to know what a necrotic cell looks like and those different types of necrosis, uh, which just means like dead cells. Uh, and then there's ones that look like cheese, which is caseating necrosis. And then there's other ones like liquefactive necrosis, where your cells die from an infection, like from a virus or a parasite. So enough about second year oral pathology, because you guys are going to get plenty of that next year. Um, so what topic did you guys actually find to be the most like easy to study for? For me, I think it was definitely the topics that tied in with lectures, sim clinic and clinic. Since Adelaide Uni has an integrated course structure, you the things that you learn about in lectures are also reiterated during sim clinic and clinic. So this included stuff like tooth morphology and also periodontics. So having your knowledge being reinforced into you was really good with helping your understanding. Not so much learning because it still can be difficult at some times, but it's easier to retain the information, I feel. What about you, Jess? For me, I also found the dental-related topics the easiest to understand, but not only this, I found that topics I actually found really interesting and liked easy to study for as well. This included some of the body systems like the renal system, and immunology, as well as cardiovascular systems. These body systems were all really fascinating to me. For second year topics, I reckon the most easy to grasp for myself was also immunology, because maybe it's because I personally have a lot of like immunological issues. Actually, like this is from a blood test yesterday, because I had to get it for my um, uh, immunologist who I saw a few months earlier because I did get an anaphylactic episode. Oh, by the way, I'm allergic to oh. nuts. Yeah, context. So <laughs> I had to go in and they had to like see which nut I was actually allergic mm. to. And I kind of suspected all of the nuts because every nut I've tried, I've had a reaction to. Yeah. And they did the skin prick test on me. And yeah, I was positive for every single nut. So when studying immunology, I was like, oh, this is what's actually going on in my body. 
and all the mast cells releasing histamine made sense because I always had to take antihistamines and I wondered why I did that. So how did you guys study throughout the year? Do you have any specific methods that you carried out? Um, So for first year, throughout this entire year, uh, I don't think what I did was very good. (laughs) I think I'm a chronic procrastinator and that really caught up with me at the end of the second semester because like I said, you have so many assignments building up and you don't really get a slot back in dentistry. Um, You kind of get like a study week, but during that week, you still have like CADs or Zoom lectures that are going on. Um, But I think what helped throughout the year for me was active recall. So doing like information dumps um, was really good just to see before I started studying where I was at so I could work off of that rather than just starting from like page one. Yeah, active recall is something that I highly swear by as well Mm -hmm. because I, before dental school, watched a lot of Ali Abdal and all of the study gurus that you can find on YouTube who really advocate for that because it is Mm evidence-based. As you guys have learned from evidence-based dentistry, (laughs) you can always trust on that. Um, I myself, other than doing active recall, I also find group study to be really helpful. So it's really easy to just lock yourself at home and try to just memorize all the lecture content and all of that. But the thing with dentistry is that they don't teach you to learn and memorize everything because we're always on our toes with of a lot of clinical based questions and a lot of scenarios that you really have to think out of the box for. So when it comes to group study, my friends and I usually just discuss, oh, what if we got this scenario? What if uh, our patient collapses? What if uh, we lose the rubber dam and they decide to swallow the rubber dam clamp? So there's a lot of this stuff that you don't really think on your own at home, but you actually get a lot of from doing group study. Yeah, what about you, Jessica? For me, active recall also helped a lot to retain information for exams. I also found that having a good organization, like trying to at least, keeping a diary to-do list for each week really helped me throughout the year in terms of what I should study each week. So by the time it reached, I reached the exam period, I was able to reduce a lot of stress that I would be having if I hadn't be studying throughout the semester. So if you would like to know more about this topic or if this topic really interests you, tune in for upcoming episode on all things relating to studying, which would be closer to the exam seasons. So since we've been talking a lot about the benefit of work-life balance in dentistry, can you guys tell me a bit more about what your study schedule looks like throughout the week? Yeah, so at least for first year, um, all lectures are released at the beginning of the week and we normally don't have classes on Mondays. So I prefer to get a lot of lectures done during that Monday, but I also like to work on that Monday too because I do have like a casual job. So sometimes I do have lectures that I will have from the previous week that I'm also doing. And typically in first year, Tuesdays, Wednesdays are like our most busiest days. So that day is I kind of leave free from studying. Um, Thursdays, Fridays and the weekend is normally like catching up, doing content. And yeah, also like throughout the week, I also have times where I spend time with like my friends, my family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Jess? 
Yeah, for me also, I like to get all my lectures done on the Monday that we have free. And I like to study small bits at a time. So if we got like five lectures on the Monday, I like to study each lecture on each day. And I did like to have a break on Tuesdays after sim, just have time for myself, my family. But other than that, yeah, I think I studied very small bits every day, as well as having time for my social life. It's great to hear that you guys have a very healthy relationship with studying, but also with family and friends. So uh, in terms of second year, you might have heard that second year kind of ramps up a bit. Uh, but honestly, it's because of the increased hours that you have to be at uni. But with lectures, in second semester, you actually only get two to three lectures a week. So you actually have a lot of time um, on your off days and on the weekends. So what I did was I actually did topic by topic study. So they would release all the lectures in advance and then say for oral path, I would do all the lectures um, across one or two weekends. And then I would do other topics like immunology, anatomy, which is a huge part of second semester as you prepare to do local anesthetic on each other. Thank you for that, Valerie. I think I'm speaking for both Jess and I when we say we are both nervous and excited for second year. Um, but moving on, Jessica, what is something that you have learnt from first year that you would like to pass on? I think that because there is quite a bit of lecture content being released each week, it's pretty easy to fall behind if you miss out on studying for a week. So I think organisation, having a good organisation is really important coming into dental school as it will save you from a lot of stress near the exam period. Yeah, I think I've also felt that as well throughout first year. But another thing that I think I've learned is imposter syndrome is like kind of a big thing in dental school. Everyone I think goes through it and if you do go through it, you're probably not alone. Everybody is definitely struggling, but everybody has a different way of showing that struggle. Some people are definitely more vo more vocal about it. Um, so yeah, I think that was a big learning experience from first year. And also making sure to allocate time for yourself. Like Jessica said, it's so easy because we have so many lectures and content to get lost in that work but that can often lead to burnout, which can cause you to fall even more behind because you lose motivation. And the way to get through that is to just balance your work life and your personal life and making sure to leave time for yourself when you really need it. Thanks for that, guys. Yeah, I really do agree with everything you guys have said in terms of advice. I don't have much to add on um, other than the fact that it's so important to have a good support network as well. As you guys have said, you've got family, friends, and it doesn't always have to be just dental friends because uh, it's really easy to get caught up in dental school and think that everything is just related to teeth, gums, and everything in between. But actually having friends outside, maybe playing a sport or something, that would be fun. So. I just have one more question left for you guys today. So it's kind of a fun one. What is a dental instrument or bow that you cannot live without and why? I think that given that we just finished first year, we haven't really been exposed to a variety of instruments. So I would have to say a dental mirror for this one. 
How about you, Catherine? Yeah, I was also going to say a dental mirror, mainly because it's the very first instrument that you learn how to use slash hold in dental school. And it's what every dentist or dental student cannot live or practice without because you really use it for everything you're going to be doing from first year up until you retire. So, yeah, I think that's... What about you, Valerie? Mm, Yeah, that's a very interesting answer because... The mirror is so fundamental to practicing dentistry because mm-hmm. of indirect vision, right? You yeah. can kind of get away with doing the mandibular arch without the mirror, which is still not the most high quality. Mm-hmm. But with the upper arch, you kind of have to have the yeah. mirror unless you have terrible ergonomics and you keep bending your neck. So for myself, I think last year's episode, I actually talked about the mirror. But this year, because I've gone through second year, I know a bit more about the instruments that we'll be using. So I'll talk about a burr that I can't live without, and that would be the enhanced burr. So that one, a lot of people like love it as well because, as you guys will come to know next year, it just helps you smooth down so many things for fillings. You can only use it on composite resin mainly, uh, not on amalgams because you don't really polish that. But for our composite resins, it just takes away all the little nitty-gritty things that you get on top of it. And then I put a layer of adhesive after that to make it nice and smooth and yeah it makes it it a really nice and smooth restoration which you guys will understand next year so pay attention to this episode when you get into doing fillings next year so as we come to a close with this episode what do we have to look forward to for the rest of the year from pubs so we have a lot planned for this podcast al dente and we'll be releasing episodes throughout the year that coincide with specific events or time frames so please look out for that we will also be producing related tiktok videos like behind the scenes of the podcast that we make or the events that will be held throughout the year and we'll also be producing magazines for the first year which you should also look forward to Thanks for that, guys. Yeah, and you guys are putting so much effort and creativity into these publications. So I really hope that our listeners and readers out there can really appreciate that. So if you've enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe to the Al Dente podcast through Spotify podcasts or um, Apple podcasts. And thank you for tuning in today and hear from us soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.